All right, welcome everybody. This is episode five of Two Gents, Two Cents. Today we're talking about retirement plans, employer versus individuals. So on today's episode, there's a endless rabbit hole that we could spiral down here uh, talking about all of the different types of retirement plans. So the goal of today's episode is going to be to cover the basics of what are employer plans, like in general, what type of features are they different typically from if you just are an individual opening a random retirement account right. and kind of going over some of the basic principles of those accounts how do you get into one what do you need to know uh, just really about the basics and so the the most basic or kind of the most common uh, that you're going to see an example of is a 401k if you've worked for almost any employer full-time you've probably heard that term uh, so james why don't you explain what a 401k is yeah so i guess before we get started guys I remember when I first learned about these terms whenever I was first employed and there was a 401k option at the first job I ever had, I didn't know what any of it really meant. Um, so don't get overwhelmed by these numbers, these abbreviations, IRA, 401k, it's just code. Uh, so I just want you to think about all of these accounts the same way. Just think of them as shells, something you put something into, right? So baskets, shells, uh, boxes, anything you want. Just think of them as a shell that you put something into. Bins Before, even? Yeah. Hey, you could you want to go bins? Dude, you guys could go rolling <laughs> shelf units with pull-out drawers. I mean. All right. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just think of them as something you're putting something else into. So that's what we're going to do with 401ks. They're just a shell. All right. And so when you get that shell, it's being given to you by your employer. And they're saying, okay, hey, we're going to help you put something into this that's gonna be worth something way more later on. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys, uh, but that's my, that's my visual for, uh, for the 401k. Yeah, and so basically you're thinking about this as something that's earning interest, right? You're, you're putting money into an account and it's earning interest for retirement. So it's, it's something that you have kind of a long-term vision on. Right. We keep talking about time horizons. Typically you think about it in the ballpark of 30 years because people get out of college in their early 20s and you start thinking about retirement in your early 50s or at least you yep. head down that road. Um, and so typically you talk about 30 years, but, but any general long time horizon, you're talking about retiring, you're putting money into a shell that's earning interest. So an employer sponsored retirement plan is one of those shells that your employer sets up. And so one of the basic features generally of 401ks, or at least most commonly is that they're what's called a passively managed. So you're not going in and moving money around. You're not choosing funds to put your money in. You choose one of like a list of maybe, I don't know, anywhere between five and 20 options yeah. that kind of just says, all right, what's kind of generally my, my timeline here? Um, what, what are my goals out of this account? How long am I going to be working before I retire? And then the money's managed by a, a plan manager. So let me, let me jump in here, Brandon. So if you guys wanted to look at a timeline, right? So you could say, okay, I'm employed now. Actually, let me preface it with this. Every single 401k or any employer retirement plan, they're all going to be specific to that company and they're designed a specific way. And in most situations, they're designed to benefit the employer. Now, I don't mean that to say, hey, your boss is bad because trust me, as an employee, you get a lot of good benefits with your K plan as well. But usually they're meant to benefit the employer. So what I mean by that is, you're not gonna have uh, a thousand investment options. You're not gonna have uh, the best advice. It's usually gonna be low cost and limited investment options for the most part. 
which in in kind of favors you a little bit, right? Because they're just you have to think about companies that could have twenty thousand employees, right? right? Yep. So to have someone actively managing all of those portfolios would be ridiculous. So yeah. it also makes it simple for you. So in, in some ways you lose flexibility, but also it makes it really simple, right? You just choose an option, and you know that someone is managing that money, and it's slowly earning interest um, at, at more than it would if it was sitting in your mattress. Right. Yep. And so we're going to go over what a couple of the features slash benefits of employer sponsored plans are. So this, this means you're an employee and you have some sort of employer sponsored plan. Um, and in this episode, we're typically, we're, we're specifically talking about 401ks. So the, the biggest, I guess, benefit of an employer sponsored plan that is super important to know about is the concept of matching. And I'm not sure that there's something that's like better <laughs> than, than matching and free money. It's literally <laughs> free money. So matching is this and, and commonly you'll hear something like 50 cents to the dollar or dollar to dollar up to, and then you'll hear a percentage point. Right. So here's what that means. I work for a company, a company. Um, I meant that the letter a, but then it just sounds like I was being incredibly vague about the company. It's a company, uh, C company. I work for C company and C company says we will match your 401k contributions, 50% to your dollar up to 7%. Here's what that means. If I make a hundred thousand dollars in a year to make it super simple. So my salary is a hundred thousand. That means I can put in up to $7,000 into a 401k and they will match 50% of that. Therefore they'll put in $3,500. So now ten and a half thousand dollars were put into my retirement account, but I only gave $7,000 of my paycheck. Right now that doesn't mean that I can only put up to $7,000. It means that's the limit that they'll match. And now again, guys, I don't want to beat this horse, but a lot of people think 401ks are all the same. They are different. So in this situation, right, it was 50 cents to every dollar. There are some people that will do dollar for dollar. Some people do 25 cents. Some people do a uh, dollar for dollar up to 3%. He's, he used seven. Um, it's totally dependent upon the plan administrator and how it's, uh, how it's created. And really the first thing that you should be asking that administrator is how much free money can right. I get? What is the match program? Right. Right. Exactly. So the, I would say second most important thing to think about, um, and, and something that has probably the most tax implications is what is called a traditional plan versus a Roth plan. And this is a really important investment concept. And you've probably heard in maybe every episode now, uh, James talk about something called a Roth IRA. So now you're going (laughs) to learn why that's so important. What is the difference between a Roth and and a traditional? So a traditional IRA means that it has what are called tax deferred savings. So if I put into my, uh, we'll use that past scenario. So I put $7,000 into my retirement account, into my 401k through my company. I do not pay taxes on that seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's tax deferred, so so I save a little bit on my taxes because that seven thousand dollars of income I'm not paying taxes on anymore. I'm not paying income tax. It's going straight into a retirement account, and it's tax deferred. So now, thirty years, forty years down the line, when I take that money out, now I'm going to pay taxes on all of the growth and, and whatever that, that that account has accumulated accumulated, but I'm not paying taxes right when the money's earned. So let me jump in again, Brandon. Sorry about that. No, do uh, it. Okay. So remember when I said that there was codes, right? 403B, 401k, IRA, there's just these abbreviations or numbers, right? It's because the IRS needs to track them. So they use those codes, right? So why is the IRS involved in my retirement savings? Uncle Sam's got to get paid. 
So he mentioned how there's tax savings uh, for 401ks and for IRAs, correct? Well, you're going to get taxed either at the beginning of your investment strategy or at the end of your investment strategy. You get to pick. All right, that's why I want to throw that in there. No, excellent summary. So a traditional plan is tax deferred, which means you pay taxes later. Yep. Roth contributions mean that you don't get to deduct that on your tax return. It's not excluded from income. So I'm going to pay taxes on that $7,000. For that year, yep. Right? But now 30 years down the road, when I withdraw that money, tax-free earnings. It's all your money. So it's the difference between tax-deferred savings or tax-free earnings. Now, here's why you hear James, especially for young listeners, always recommend, hey, my most commonly, you're going to want to put your money into a Roth IRA. Because here's what you think. If you're under 30, where are you, think about, where are you working right now? Now, picture yourself when you retire at 55 or 60, where do you think you're going to be? Great visual. If you're not in a better place, something went wrong, probably, right? You, you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't build money. You didn't, you didn't move up, whatever. And that, could, and, and that could be. But if you're talking about retirement planning, you are planning with the assumption that you want to be earning more as your life goes on. You're going to get right. promotions. You're going to move up in your company. Uh, maybe you stay pretty consistent, but you're going to start making investments. So now you have passive income coming in from real estate and investment accounts, whatever that money is. If the answer to the question you just asked yourself, I see myself being in a better financial income earning place when I retire than I am right now, then Roth will be better for you. So let me give you guys a story here. So I have a client or I, she passed away now, but I had a client who she was one of my first clients. I think it was like maybe seven months into being an advisor and she had... I think she had about six different streams of income as a retired person. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a Roth IRA. Well, she got lucky in the sense that someone, when she was really young, said, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Well, she had close to three quarters of a million dollars in that Roth IRA. Now, that 750000 all of that was hers for like she touched or uh, she didn't have to pay any taxes on that when she drew money. So she let everything else grow until she was forced to take it out. And we'll talk about those, those rules and regulations for qualified plans later. But in the sense of the Roth, that money, you don't have to touch it ever. You can hold that forever. It can constantly grow tax-free, tax right? So whenever she went to go retire, she just lived off of that money. She didn't have to pay any taxes on it. And that is a huge asset. I've never seen a Roth that big because for most people, they start too late in their investment journey. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why starting with something like this is so important. Like we talked about last week, compound interest, even $1,000 a year, as long as you start early, all of a sudden it, it becomes more than five times what it used to be, right? So when you think about it in terms of a Roth, here's what, what really, in terms of the numbers, here's why it, it benefits you. You're paying income taxes based on your tax bracket, right? And obviously there's all sorts of tax strategies to try to lower income. You have different itemized and you give to charity to lower your bracket. But all it comes down to is when everything's said and done and you take advantage of as many tax strategies as you can come up with, what tax bracket you're left with, that's what your income's going to get taxed in. Mm -hmm. So it's literally just a basic numbers game. If you have more money coming in when you retire than you do right now, you will be in a higher tax bracket when you retire, which means you're literally just paying more taxes by taking advantage of the tax savings now with a traditional plan, but then paying taxes when you withdraw it 30 years down the road. 
So you just have to ask yourself that question. Do I think I'm now in my best financial position? And if the answer is no, which most people under 35 or 40 probably right. would say, then you want to be looking at a Roth plan. And now what, what needs to be said here is not all retirement plans, employer sponsored plans have Roth options. Like James just talked about each company is entirely unique. They set up their plan with their plan administrator. So that's a great question to ask one. Will you match? How much will you match? Uh, what are the limits of matching? And then two, is there a Roth contribution option so that I can be earning tax-free earnings down the road? Yeah. And the one thing guys, I know we're, uh, deep into this what are we 13 minutes in um one thing i would suggest you also ask is do they provide advice does the plan administrator have an advisor on staff for example uh they come out and they meet with you quarterly or they meet with the employees monthly whatever it is do they provide an option for advice most do not so I would make sure that you ask that question. And if they do not, you can always find a financial advisor. You can come to, come to me, go to our Two Gents, Two Cents website, ask us. Uh, we're more than happy to do that with you. Uh, because what they'll do is they'll say, hey, these are your 20 to 50 investment options. Uh, this is, you know, pick one. And then you go, well, what do you recommend? And they'll say, well, I can't give you advice, but here is what people in your situation do. So it's a little, it's a little cookie cutter, which for most people, that's okay, but not everybody wants to be, you know, cut in the same shape as everybody else, right? They want individualized advice. So if that's something you're looking for, you might have to look for an advisor elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not starting early is, is the worst option, right? We keep yeah. harping the power of compound interest and starting early. And so, so earning even a, you don't even think about it and you earn five to 8% on average over 30 years is, is way better than you would have done not taking advantage. But then even better than that is trying to take a little bit of a charge, right. see if you can get some advice, make sure you're maximizing matching and see if there are Roth options that you save potentially tens of thousands of dollars down the road. If not more, again, also yeah. I'll bounce back to a previous episode with compound interest. The sooner you get things on track with your financial plan, like the earlier in your investment plan life, for lack of better words, the more money you will have in the end, guaranteed. Yeah, 100%. So hopefully that gives you a pretty good idea of, of what you're even looking at when, when you first get a job and your employer hands you, hey, do you wanna opt into the 401k uh, retirement planning? Hopefully you get a chance of what that means and hopefully have some good questions to maximize that plan. So now what do you do if you aren't working for an employer? So maybe you work odd jobs, maybe you work part-time, maybe you're a freelancer, whatever it is, you wanna do something with your money, even if it's a little bit, cause you understand the power of compound interest because we changed your life. Um, <laughs> What do you do if you don't have a, uh, you know, an employer sponsored plan, James, how do you take advantage on your own? Right. So you're never going to guess what he's going to recommend guys. Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> now there are, there are income limits and contribution limits. There are all these rules and regulations that each retirement plan in and of itself has. And I don't want to dive too deep because we'll, we could be here for hours if I got into the weeds, but you're looking at IRA and Roth IRA. And again, I just want you to think about its shells, right? So you're putting money into a shell and later on it's worth more money. Um, so an IRA means that you're gonna get a tax deduction now. It's called a qualified plan. Um, now a non-qual plan would just be like an individual account. There's no real tax benefits to one, right? But with an IRA and a Roth IRA, there are tax benefits. So I highly recommend people who don't make 
let's just use six figures for a round number at this moment. If you don't make more than six figures, you should be trying to contribute to a Roth IRA, whatever the minimum is. Now, there are some that you can contribute as low as $50. There are some apps and websites that allow you to buy partial shares of investments, et cetera. I don't want to get too deep into all that, but I would start with a Roth IRA immediately if you guys are able to. And, and here's in general, not to get into the specific limitations, it is a quick Google search. Like if you start making more money, do a search and, and just type in, what are the limits to how much I can contribute to a 401k? What are the IRA contribution limits? Uh, all, all that type of stuff. But the general reason to make it really simple why James is giving this kind of six figure, if you're not making too much uh, kind of analogy, is that at a certain point, and you can look up what this limit is, and it changes every year. So by the time you watch this, it might not even be correct. So there's no point of getting into that. But at a certain point, which right now it's around 140, um, you can no longer contribute money to a Roth IRA. There, yep. there are actual IRS phase out amounts that says, for sure, let's say if I earn $250,000 at the current limits, I can't contribute to a Roth IRA. So there is a certain window where you actually lose the ability to take advantage of these tax-free earnings that Roth IRAs contribute to. So it's super important to start early, not just because of the power of compound interest, but also because some of these plans actually literally you lose access to at the point where you're earning a certain amount of money. Yep. And, and there's plenty of people who may hey, never earn that um, earn that limit. It's, it's, you have to be, you know, mid six figures to, to get to that point. But the bottom line is the, the sooner you start, you make sure that you take advantage, um, of, of that situation. So uh, to do kind of a, a quick comparison and kind of summarize everything that we've talked about here. So I, I guess reasons why, if you're, if you're in the situation where you have a job, but maybe you still want to give extra retirement to an IRA, mm -hmm. um, or you just want to know both because like, Maybe you're, you're having a choice between working as a freelance job or taking a job uh, as an employee and you kind of want to know what your different retirement plan options are. So one big difference is that there are limits to both and you can put more money into a 401k than you can, whether it's a traditional or a Roth IRA. Currently, those limits are 19500 for a 401k and there's 6000 for a Roth IRA. And at the point where you turn 50, there's a catch up and you can actually contribute even more than that to both. But uh, the bottom line is you can put a lot more money into a 401k, and that's why people, especially we say, don't say no to free money. The more that you can maximize your matching and then above and beyond that, put as much as possible and into that, a 401k. And that match is not taken into consideration with that 19.5. That is just the employee contribution. Yeah, great, great point. So you can put up to 19.5. Using my example, if that's you know, 20% of whatever of your income, then another 8,000 was put because of that matching from your employer. And so now you have, you know, 25, 26,000 in one year, which even using that example that, that we gave in compound interest, you just let $26,000 sit for yeah. 30 years. You could almost retire on that j right. just by, by allowing that to sit for years and years and years. So you could put more to a 401k than you can an IRA. So if you're trying to maximize retirement, you're going to want to take advantage of a 401k just because it's a higher limit. Then there's, the con then there's the consideration between Roth and traditional. So especially if you're younger and you're not yet at those income limits, the best tax situation probably for you is to take advantage of Roth contributions so that you save taxes later when you take money out. It could be that your 401k through your employer doesn't have Roth contribution options. So that might be one reason why you might want to put a little bit more towards your Roth IRA and not quite maximize your 401k uh, just because you're taking advantage of those Roth contribution limits. Um, 
And then there's the matching. So it's hard to say no to free money if you're putting into a, an individual IRA account where if you put it into the 401k, your, your boss is going to match dollar for dollar or 50 cents to a dollar. And that could be potentially up to, to 10,000 or more dollars. It's going to be pretty hard to say no to that. So that, that's one of the key differences between an employer plan and an individual plan that, that you're just opting into by yourself. So as a final note, and I know we've stressed this a lot in this episode, but this is one of the more complicated concepts, I guess, that we've talked about. We can't stress enough how many different permutations, I guess, of this concept can exist. Every 401k is unique to that business. So there are an infinite number of things that could vary at your job that didn't quite match the things that we talked about, right? Yep. There, there's so many different in terms of you might have to work there for a certain amount of time to opt in. There might be a, a, a certain number of types of plans that you can choose to opt into. There may be Roth contributions. There might not be. There could be matching. There could not be. Even within the matching, they could have all sorts of different types of matching based on the you know salary structure you're set at infinite number of possibilities. So if you're looking into opting into 401k, you're an employer looking to start a 401k, you can definitely reach out to us and get clarification on any of these things. But hopefully this episode helped inform you about kind of what to expect in general, what is an employer sponsored 401k plan, and what are some of the benefits versus advantages of starting maybe just your own individual Roth or traditional IRA account outside of your employer. Um, so hopefully this was helpful. That concludes episode five, retirement plans, employer versus individual. As always, please reach out to us with future topics you want to see covered. You can find us by email, two gents, two cents at gmail.com. You can send us a contact form directly on our website at two gents, two cents.com or slide into our DMS on Insta, uh, handle two gents, two cents, whatever you're comfortable with. Let us know what you want to hear about. We'll see you next time.